This week's film review is for the film Facing the Giants, which was written by Alex Kendrick and Stephen Kendrick and directed by Alex Kendrick. The plot is as follows. After six consecutive losing seasons, high school football coach Grant Taylor believes things can't get any worse. He's wrong. After his best player transfers and his Eagles lose to the worst team in the conference, Grant discovers a group of fathers and one of his coaches is plotting to have him sacked. Barely making ends meet as it is, and unable to start a family with his wife, who longs to be a mother, Grant Taylor has no help in sight until, with fear and failure seemingly defeating him at life's every turn, the downtrodden coach and husband turns to God in broken desperation. Trusting that God can somehow do the impossible, Coach Taylor and his Shiloh Christian Eagles soon discover how faith plays out on the field and off. So does the plot glorify God? Yes, it does, because the plot indicates that Grant Taylor was trying to succeed by himself, and it wasn't going well. In fact, it was a disaster. So he humbly turns to God and puts his trust in our Creator. It's then that Grant Taylor learns that faith belongs at the center of our lives. Does the film content glorify God through his word? Meaning, does it use Bible verses and does it promote his commandments? And I have lots of examples for this. Grant read verses from scripture as he was reading his Bible in a field. The Lord is my rock and my strength. I will call upon the Lord, so shall I be saved from my enemies. That's, can, that can be found in Psalm 18. Another example is that there was a man who went down the hallway praying for each student as he walked past their locker. He went to Grant with a message. He said a verse about the Lord opening doors that no one can shut and shutting doors that no one can open. He went on to say, you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Now this is all taken from scripture and it can be found in Revelations 3.8. Grant's assistant coach spoke of wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leads to life. This can be found in Matthew seven thirteen to 14 Another example, Grant mentioned Nehemiah's work on the wall of Jerusalem. He mentioned it as a metaphor for a strategy he wanted to use in their game. Grant was visited by a man just before the state finals that spoke about the number of times God tells us in his word not to fear. Grant confirms with his team about nothing being impossible with God. This can be found in Luke 1, 37, and it says, For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Towards the end of the film, there was a plaque on the wall. That was a quote from Matthew nineteen twenty six, and it said, With God, all things are possible. So what about the Ten Commandments? The first commandment, God being the only God, uh, at the beginning of the film, the name of the school is shown on the on the screen, and the title is Shiloh, and it says Christian Academy. Another example is that a man called Mr. Bridges, I mentioned it before, he was the man that was praying for students in the hallway. Grant had been employed at the school for about six years, and he said that he recalled the man being there and, and doing the praying when he was employed there. So this man had been praying over these students for a long time, even before Grant was employed. The father of a new student at the school 
the student was called David, told his son that he had prayed to God for the Lord to make David strong and do something big, even though David was small in stature, to show how mighty God is. This reminds me actually of the life of King David and how he defeated the giant Goliath by God's grace. And then we have another example of the man praying for the students in the hallway. His name was Mr. Bridge, I think, or Mr. Bridges, perhaps. He gave Grant the message, um, a message based on Revelation 3. And he also went on to tell Grant that God was not finished with him. Grant needed to stay where he had been planted so he could bloom right where he was. Grant's task was to prepare in faith for the blessing. And my final example is that Grant changed his team meetings, telling the students the importance of God and the Bible, and included prayer and thanks to God in their meetings. The film promotes being free from idols. Grant and his team's motivation for winning was all about their own egos. It was just about winning to look good, further their talent, or lay ground for their future careers. And Grant basically pointed out, that's not enough. In the big scheme of things, that is so small. We need to look higher. In terms of honouring parents, there is a scene with Matt, a student, and his dad. Matt refuses to listen to his father and uses a disrespectful tone to his dad. Grant looks on in dismay in this particular scene. And then in another scene, we see that Grant attempts to speak with Matt about his attitude towards his dad. And Matt continues to say disrespectful things about his father. Grant tells Matt that scripture says, we shall honor God by honor and authority. This reference can be found in Romans 13, 1 to 2. Then we have the scene where Matt, moved by his newfound faith, repents and apologizes to his dad. And that was actually a very beautiful scene. It was quite powerful. Then we have the commandment about lying, uh, that we should not lie. And we have a scene where the coach's assistant, Brady, lied to Grant when he was questioned about a conversation with a parent. Grant was shown confronting Brady about his involvement and plotting behind Grant's back. Brady's lie betrayed Grant's trust and put their good relationship at risk. So what Christian standards does the film convey? Scripture alone. Grant turned to scripture and prayer at the lowest point in his life, in the middle of the night. His wife also turned to prayer after seeing her husband praying. Grant used scripture to prepare himself to receive a blessing from the Lord. He studied the word. Grant's wife said the new training outline for the team he had made based on scripture was a preparation for life, not just for football. And Grant showed the boys his Bible and reminded them of its significance. When it comes to salvation through Christ alone, in a team meeting, Grant mentioned to his team players that Jesus was sent to die for us. Grant told Matt, during a conversation about Matt's disrespectful attitude towards his father, that if he started following Jesus, his life would be changed. However, he couldn't force faith on him. He also told Matt that Matt had no idea how much Jesus loved him. There was a scene with a revival in the school. Lots of students confessed their sins, repented, and accepted Christ as their saviour. And the last example I have is that Grant's visitor, just before the state championship game, told Grant he had won the big one, and he was actually referring to Grant's acceptance of Jesus Christ as his saviour. When it comes to biblical marriage, you see Grant and his wife coming together to the Lord and 
turn they turn into their faith to get them through the trials they are going through and when it comes to the husband as the head of uh, as the spiritual head of his home we see grant as the spiritual leader and granted his faith was less in the beginning but that's how it is in life our faith is constantly evolving and um, being strengthened by the lord and so we see grant taking the lead as the spiritual leader in his home and we also see his wife being a godly wife being submissive to her husband showing him respect and obeying scripture when it comes to the recognition of the value of life and blessing in children grant and his wife were desperate to have children because they considered it a blessing and a natural order of things in a marriage and then we have the recognition of the body as the temple of the holy spirit i reflected on how american football is brutal on the body and how god meets us where we are and transforms us from there so does the film give glory and honor and thanks to god it most certainly does many examples grant turns to scripture and prayer at his lowest point in his life humbling himself to god he tells the lord he can take whatever he wants because he is god grant and his wife pledged to continue to love the lord through their trials and even if that meant that they were unable to have children they agreed they would still love the lord Grant's speech to the boys about the meaning of life referred to giving honor to God. He makes it the new foundation of the team's approach to life on and off the field, telling them that he wanted them to honor God with their attitude and behavior. Grant tells the team, if we win, we praise him. If we lose, we praise him. Grant gets a gift for the work the Lord did through him with the team. The parents acknowledged that Grant's faith in the Lord was the reason for the change in the team's results. Grant acknowledges that the gift was from the Lord, as the Lord owns all we receive. Grant gives God honor and glory when a game doesn't go as expected, and a member of the team agrees with him, repeating that the Lord is to be praised whether they win or lose. So the question, did the film encourage my faith? Absolutely. It depicts that our faith is for all seasons, not just when things are going well. The Lord is ultimately all we have. This reminds me of John 6, when some disciples left Jesus due to unbelief, and Jesus asked his 12 disciples if they were also going to leave. And Simon Peter answered, "Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life." What actions did I do as a result of seeing the film? For when I reflected on my own giants and how God is in control and needs to be given honor and glory no matter what is going on because he has saved us all from an eternal death given us the free gift of salvation through Jesus Christ another thing I do is look up the bible verses I am unfamiliar with or have forgotten and uh, I look them up and I basically try and either memorize them or make a note to my bible for further reference Would I change anything about the film? Actually, I can't think of anything. Um, of course American football is pretty brutal. But as I mentioned before, God meets us where we are. We we live in a sinful world and um he meets us where we are. So I actually cannot think of anything I would change about the film. And if I do, then I will be sure to um make an additional podcast. But as it is now and I've seen Face in the Giants, oh six seven times maybe i'm not sure um but no i can't think of anything i would change so in summary 
Facing the Giants is another film I have watched, as I said, many times, and enjoy it just as much each time. It has a strong message about how our faith can open up the doors to miracles from the Lord when we allow him to work through us, centered on faith. It also shows how we relate to courage and fear, which the Bible says does not come from the Lord. Fear does not come from God. It shows the power of the word when we come to it with a humble heart and how it connects us to God through prayer. It reminds us of the amazing gift of salvation we have in Jesus Christ and how the Lord is faithful to those who put their trust in him. And lastly, it depicts very well what we will go through over and over again in this world. Trials. The good news is that a day is coming that will be the last day for this sinful earth. Then Jesus will return and make everything new. Revelation 1.3 says that time is at hand. That time is at hand. Revelation 22.12 says he is coming quickly. And Revelation 22.6 says the promises of the new Jerusalem are faithful and true. Hallelujah. The film site www.facingthegiants.com shows you where you can rent or purchase the film. I want to thank you for listening to this review. Thank you very much. Until next time, peace be with you.